0: One of the best things about doing this podcast... No, I'm not playing with your rope now. All right, I'm playing with your rope now. Um, one of the best things about playing doing this podcast has been hearing uh, from lots of you about how much you're enjoying it. So thank you for your support. Um, but I have to tell you, we have um, sold out. We have accepted our first sponsorship. Um, we've, in fact, sold out to Big Cheese. Uh, Paul Watson and the Oxford Cheese Company were kind enough to give Max and I um, some oatmeal cheese crackers after the mini cheddars on the previous episode. So I have some here. We're going to see what the co-host, co-host thinks of it. Max, sit, sit, what's this? Oh, very keen, very keen, tail wagging. Touch, good boy, there you go. Looks like approval. Yes, he's he's licking the crumbs off my fingers, yes. So the official uh, sponsor of Dogstars Pod, at least unless until anyone's got any better offer, is the Oxford Cheese Company. Go there in the covered market uh, for all of your cheese needs. And um, dogs are banned, it's a bit awkward. This is the Dog Stars podcast, recorded for Friday the 24th of February, and Mr. Max and I are talking about Sirius, the Dog Star, which is visible for the next few months. So come on, let's go. Hello, thank you for joining Mr. Max and I for a quick walk in what seems like a miraculously clear North Oxford after a week in which it has been resolutely cloudy including a couple of days ago where we had the beautiful conjunction of the Moon, Venus and Jupiter, which I know lots of you saw. I will tweet some photos at DogStarsPod, so you can see, uh, but which we missed. It was cloudy where we are. Uh, It is suddenly clear, uh, and we are out and enjoying ourselves. Uh, Mr. Max has already found a cupcake, had an argument about that, and we're going to move on. Not that it ruined our evening. Um, We've still got the Moon, Venus and Jupiter, looking absolutely glorious. Come on, let's go. Cross uh, over there. Um, the moon is a, a nice crescent, and you can actually see the rest of the disc as well, very faintly shining in the arms of the crescent, sometimes called the old moon in the new moon's arms. Uh, and that's earth shine. It's light that's come from the sun, hit the earth, hit the moon, and bounce back to us. That's why you can see the, the dark side of the moon. In minute, Watch out, come on, good boy. Good boy. We took somebody out in a bus shelter. Um, Do keep an eye on those over the next few nights. um, Jupiter, Venus and the Moon are going to be spectacular. Um, But I thought we'd talk about something on the other side of the sky. We talked about Orion, which we recognise because of the three uh, stars of the belt. Um, But it's time to meet the Orion, I guess, extended cinematic universe uh, because he's uh, one of a cast of characters. Uh, There's Orion. If you follow the belt up and to the right, we've already said you meet Aldebaran, uh, the bright star in Taurus the bull. So if Orion is the mighty hunter, Taurus is the prey that he's stalking uh, endlessly across the night. Um, underneath Orion, there's a faint collection of stars. Not really notable, but that's Lepus, uh, which is the hare. So if you only look down, you might have easier prey. Um, and then if you follow the belt down and to the left, then you get to Sirius. Which has been known since at least Babylonian times and across all classical cultures, really, as the dog star. Um, the namesake of our podcast and responsible, if you've heard about the dog days of August, that's associated with a time, uh, particularly in Egyptian and Roman culture, uh, and indeed going back to the Greeks, where Sirius would be first visible in the dawn sky, associated with the hottest time of the year, and it's seen in the Iliad. What are you eating? I've no idea what he's eating. Goodness. All right, well, you can have whatever that was. That's gone. Um, the Iliad, the Aeneid, these great, great Greek uh, myths and, and stories um, include mention of, of Sirius bringing um, bad disease uh, and, and general upset. Um, but that's when it's in the morning sky. This visible one in the evening, it's perfectly safe and it's a fascinating star. Um, It's bright because it's nearby. It's our fifth nearest star. um, And it's the brightest star that you'll see, so it's the nearest star that you can see with the naked eye from the Northern Hemisphere. Um, Second brightest, uh, second nearest rather, blimey, uh, overall. It's about eight and a half light years away, which means that the light we're seeing tonight left uh, Sirius in what? The middle of 2014. And there's something really strange about that. I'm kind of more comfortable with the idea that I'm seeing a star as it was thousands of years ago than I am looking back to 2014. Yeah, something to do with ageing and so on. Um, wait, 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 at the corner. Good boy. Yeah, good boy. Um, visually, Sirius is bright, it's white, but if you look at it for any length of time, even a few seconds across, um, at this time of year, when it's low down, what you'll see is that it's flashing and twinkling and scintillating through many different colours. There's some great photography of it that captures those different colours. And that's just the effect of the Earth's atmosphere. Uh, It's the atmosphere above our heads moving and causing Sirius uh, to appear to change colour as its light uh, shimmers with the air, essentially. It's why we go to great lengths to put telescopes in space uh, to some extent, to get away from that shimmering. Um, There's this old thing that planets don't twinkle and Jupiter and Sirius are about the same brightness right now. So you can compare the two. They're about the same height, actually, as I look right now. You can compare the two uh, and see what you think. Okay, we're on a run, are we? Good, good. Let's go. Let's go. Um, See what you think, see if Sirius, to me, it's definitely twinkling more. Um, It's a fairly famous star because it's it's taught us things, too. Um, Edmund Halley. Back in the 18th century, noticed that it and a couple of other bright stars wasn't in exactly the right place to match the Greek star maps and deduced uh, that the star was moving. Over the course of about uh, 2,000 years, Sirius moves about one and a half times the diameter of the moon across the sky. So it's the first time anyone had measured uh, the movement of a star, not just the rise and set because the Earth's rotating, but literally what we call proper motion, the movement of the stars through the galaxy. it's another blow uh, against a static cosmos weight. Cross. Then in the 19th century, Sirius was found to have a companion. It's a faint star. Goes around the primary, the, the bright one that you can see, uh, about every 50 years. It's currently about as distant from the main star as it ever gets. Um, and that star's really unusual. It's about the same mass as the sun. Sirius itself is a a few times more massive, I think. Uh, Sirius A, I should say. Sirius B is about the mass of the sun, but it's about 400th of the size, probably even smaller. So there's a lot of mass crammed into small area. And in fact, this is our nearest white dwarf star. And a white dwarf is what remains of the core into the bush, into the bush, home before dawn. Um, Anyway, uh, Sirius B, I never thought I'd do musical theatre on a, a podcast. I cannot sing. Um, anyway, Sirius B is a white dwarf, so you, it's what remains of the core of a sun-like star uh, after it's finished burning hydrogen to fall, form helium. Once it runs out of fuel at the centre, we're just going to go around the bush and we're going to sniff all of them. Good, good. Um, what remains uh, is the core of a sun-like star um, after it stopped burning hydrogen into helium. It will lose its outer layers The core will collapse gently, not in a supernova, but just gently to form this white dwarf. It's an exotic form of matter, um, basically, which doesn't collapse any further because you can't cram electrons too close together. It's a quantum thing. Um, But it's this fascinating star that will just cool now for the next billions and billions of years. And so um, Sirius B is interesting. Sirius itself is this reassuring bright presence in the sky and a companion uh, to Orion the Hunter it's just occurred to me that possibly Orion never catches Taurus the bull because he's in a bush with Sirius. Come on, let's go. Come on, Max. Let's go. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter at DogStarsPod and drop us a line at DogStarsPod at gmail.com. Do let us know if you've been on your own walks or spotted anything in the night sky. I'm Chris Entott. he's Mr. Max, and this was DogStars. Thanks to Ellis Partman for production. We'll be back next week.